Samana tu andarambosa shatan. Di andarambosa shatan. Yandi andarambosoko. Andarambosa i andamosoko. Di andayamosa ki andi andamosoko. Every word is coming straight from the soul. Every word is coming straight from the belly. You say, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. Here I am, God. Here are the words, God, that you place, God, in the midst, God, in the midst, God, declaring and decreeing that you have already worked it out. When it comes to the beginning, middle, and end, you have already worked it out. Before I got here, you worked it out. While I am here, you worked it out. Even when my time is up here, you have worked it out. My life has already been worked out. Here's my prayer to you concerning that knowledge on a higher level. Thank you for working it out. I don't have to think. I don't have to predict. I know I've been predestined because you worked it out. I don't ever have to wonder how anything can ever happen again because you worked it out. After staying in that place, God has already worked it out. My praise comes from knowing that you have worked it out. My thoughts come from knowing that you already worked it out. My giving of faith comes from knowing that you already worked it out. It builds up my faith more because you already worked it out. There goes my believing because you have worked it out. Here goes my receiving because you have worked it out. Here goes my patience because you have already worked it out. Not even having the time to make the time to even consider an excuse as to why I can't do something, why I can't go somewhere. Why I can't show up on time or be a part of something that you called me to predicting an excuse due to not even having a heart to do so. Things change when we know that you worked it out. Be in ministry because of your goodness, not to be seen and heard. If I was in ministry for me, I wouldn't want to go because I wouldn't feel like going, especially on a day like this. I would think about myself. Where can I take myself? Where can I spend money on myself? Where restaurant so I can eat and do things for myself? Do things regarding myself. But when you live from a place of knowing that you worked it out, it's not about self. Because ministry is not about self. Not about I'm too tired to go. I don't feel like going today. I'll get there when I get there. I can take one day off. It's a long time before we even minister due to whatever celebration coming up. But every day is a celebration. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is prosperity. Every day is increase. Every day we are with you. Every day, God. 
So if I'm in ministry for you, I'm already having in my mind, I'll always be there. Unless you say otherwise. Don't predict traffic when you see yourself already being there on time. Not predicting to be tired when you see that you already have more than enough energy because you're receiving from a world that you have access to. And that's the kingdom of God. I don't feel like going today. How can we say that to God? I don't feel like it today. I never heard Christ say, I don't feel like curing your sins today. I don't feel like leaving from where I'm seated and go where I don't belong today. Becoming everything I'm not so you can become who you originally are today. I don't feel like going and be tempted three times by Satan today on your behalf. I have done nothing wrong. I don't feel like praying and sweating blood today for you. I don't feel like being crucified. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like fasting. I don't feel like I have to be baptized. I feel like I don't have to come in the flesh. Why should I have to come in the flesh? Why should they have nails in my hands? Pierce my side. Bruise my body. Put thorns in my head. I didn't do anything. Come on, somebody. Dion Kanyan. But he did it in glory. That's ministry. It's a passion. Father, I'll dance for you. Father, I'll sing for you. Father, I'll draw for you. Father, I'll cook for you. I'll have children for you. I'll get married for you. I'll design. I'll do whatever. I'll build for you. I'll clean toilets for you. I don't care because I'm not in this for me. That's why it's important that we lay our lives down. Because if we don't, we're going to complain. Because we're going to think about us and how we feel. I don't feel like it. I feel like doing something else. I feel like going somewhere else. I don't want to be around these folks. I don't want to show up here. Every time we show up here, people are not taking it seriously. Every time we go to this place, we got to keep staying all alone. I don't even feel like going. I got other things I just want to do. And who is the one who wakes us up every day to even have a thought to even want to do? Come on, somebody. Having a heart to serve, not having a mind to complain when a mind is supposed to be renewed. We have to keep on keeping on. Our praise steals the plan, not our complaining. Yes, I see that road, Father. Thank you so much. The devil want us to walk back. He want us to think back. He want us to become like Lot's wife. A pillar of unbelief. A pillar of complaining. A pillar of not wanting to give thanks. A pillar of not wanting to give praise. A pillar of not walking in the finished work. A pillar of just speaking.
speaking words of mere men, a pillar from them from an earthly reality, a pillar of lies, a pillar of lust, and not standing in truth. That's the blueprint. Truth. The world's blueprint lies. You can never be good enough. You can never make enough. Your credit would never be fair enough. When it gets to 900, there goes 1100. It's always going to have a rate, a percentage somehow. To have any of us to feel even just credit. It could be anything, education. It could be gender or race. If the world is set up, there's something about each and every one of us is just not good enough. Whether where we come from, where we learn, with school, we can go to college, but if it's not the, the four colleges that's number one on the list, two and three and four, then your college is not good enough in some places. No matter if you got a master's or doctor's or not. We looking for Yale, we looking for Princeton. And if we're not prejudiced, we may consider Howard, but that's a black college. Come on, somebody. Not getting hired because you got blue hair. Not able to preach because you have a tattoo. It don't matter in the body, out the body. People is people. And we all have a spirit, soul, and body. Get a flight, you get on economy, people think you don't have money because you're not first class. Oh, we first party, we go before all y'all. And we all see it in heavenly places. Oh, you grew up in this neighborhood? Oh, well, you don't have that much knowledge. It's not about what you know. It's who you know. And it's not even natural. It's supernatural. Who you know. Because you walk with God. I walk with God and take him anywhere and watch what happens. When we know that he has already worked it out. Why am I thinking about paying for this or doing this or receiving this this way. He already worked it out. If you're planning for marriage, you already know you have a wedding day. He already worked it out. If you're seeking for a job, you already know he worked it out. Regarding a resume, regarding an interview. So why are we considering anything other than him already working it out? You know, he don't have to work it out. He already worked it out. So why are we thinking about age? Why are we thinking about, you understand, race, education, or money? Now those things are good to have. When it comes to the kingdom, all we need is kingdom. God would never, ever have us to think that he is working it out. He has worked it out. Sometimes we got to build up other people's confidence. You going today? I don't feel like it today. You going? Yeah, I'm going with you. Look, I can get a break sometimes. I mean, come on. But guess what? Who are we doing this for? 
There are no breaks in between. So if you really look in the supernatural realm and see how many people actually receive God through our obedience, our commitment, our persistency, heavenly on earth as it is in the kingdom, we will be blown away. And even if we see what happens when we don't be consistent from the souls who walked away. Come on, somebody. When we lay our life down, we don't ever have to pick it up. But it's not forceful for us not to pick it up or to keep it down. Just like sickness, just like poverty, everything Christ bore on the cross, yes, it's dealt with, but guess what? It's still available because the enemy is still here. What do you think he's releasing? Not peace. What do you think he's trying to release us to us, to kill us, to destroy us with? If we have the opposite, he's trying to bring the things that are contrary to what we have access to, what we actually believe. You have joy of coming to bring some, you understand, some chaos. Your merge is prospering. I'm coming to bring some division. You have clarification. I'm coming to bring, you understand, miscommunication. The opposite is always around due to what we embrace. If I'm chaotic, it's peace around. If I'm peaceful, chaos is around. That's how we know what we are walking by, by what is around. That's why God said it's around us, but it has nothing in us. It has nothing in us. You daggone right, I'm going to do what the Lord asks of me. And I'm going to do it so well. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to become lazy. I'm not going to come with no excuse. Sometimes we have excuses two months in advance. Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. There's two months down the line. How can you not? How, what in the world? Come on, somebody. For many of us, it don't matter if only you or I show up at a place. We showed up. And we didn't show up alone. <laughs> you understand? Let's give God something to actually release what he already released by him seeing that we're ready for the release. And when it comes to us connecting relationally, many of us don't want people to see what, you know, we need to work on. I'm going to tell you, I was a little skeptical about that. I was like, I don't want nobody to come around my folks and, you know, witness something and then say something or feel some kind of way. So just don't come near. Then I realized what's in my family is people. And there's people in every family. <laughs> people with opportunities to operate how they choose. However they choose. But we still go pray. We still go come together. We still go believe God. We still go call out on God. No matter if you smoke, drink, cuss, fuss, whatever it is. We gonna pray those things away. But until then, I'm still gonna be by your side. Not gonna be ashamed of you. 
Because the reason why we feel that way, because there are so many opportun- I mean, opportunities and episodes that happen that way. Oh, they look at you. Oh, you're so powerful. And, you know, people just think that we don't make mistakes for some reason. They get around our family and they notice, oh, you got an attitude problem. Oh, oh, you, oh, you smoke. Oh, okay. Oh, you be going to the club. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you walk in anger. Okay. Oh, you insecure. Okay. You lustful. And then they walk off with that and not even embrace the fact that you are seated. You are accounted for. You are blessed. And treat them from that place. Respect them. Enough not to dishonor with our thoughts. And I wanted to protect my family from people doing that. So I didn't want to bring them around. So I wouldn't feel no type of way. But guess what? I had to get rid of all of that. Come on, somebody. All that's for what? He already worked it out. But Father, it takes this much to do this what you call. Oh, yeah, you worked it out. I want to get married again. Yeah, to the right man this time. You already worked out the wedding day. You already worked out every day leading up to every day. You worked it out regarding my home. You worked it out regarding who the members in my home. You worked it out for our remaining of time being here. So I don't have to ask you for anything. All I have is Thanksgiving. Thank you. And when he said you have not because you ask not, ask for the things we ought to ask. Show me how to love in the midst of hate. Show me how to forgive because my heart is still troubled. Help me how to believe. Help me know and learn how to believe. Believe you for real. Because what you be saying, it don't be looking like it, God. I'm going to keep it real. Please teach me how to see the real so I can feel real, so I can keep it real. It's a relationship. Father, what do you think about this job? What do you think about this person? This friendship? This connection? Hallelujah. A lot of times we looking at people to be over us and God trying to pull us away because when it comes to a walk with God, we're actually over them. In some cases, regarding teaching, that's what I mean. Some want to teach but don't walk. With their teaching, and yet you're walking and learning from someone who needs to learn from you. Some people want to grab you up or grab me up because they see our value, they see our zeal, they see our accomplishments and our determination, they see what God is about to do. So let me connect with you because you're going to help me look good. Come on, sir. So if I be over you as your leader, you know, spiritually, socially, emotionally, it don't even matter. It's going to make me look good because they're going to see 
your outcome based, based upon what God is doing, but by me being connected as your, you know, person over you, it's going to make me look good because they're going to think that it's because of me and took the attention off of God. Hallelujah. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you, God, so much. Hallelujah. Just little things just test, you know, not test, huh? You know, test is nothing wrong with that word. But, you know, by me studying literature, when you think about test, is to see where you are. You understand? Educationally. But with God, it's not as if he don't already know. So he provides opportunities for us to, you know, see where we are to the decision that we make, by the choices that we make, that we are confronted with daily. Hallelujah. So know that, you know that, you know that, just like you know the sky is blue, just like you know that an apple is red, just like you know that the grass is green, and God is good. Know that he already worked it out. You can have a house with five children and have to be somewhere at seven o'clock. God will strategize what he already worked out to have you prioritize everything in order. And you didn't have more than enough time to get prepared to do what you got to do. So you're going to be there probably 6.45 then seven o'clock. Don't tell me God cannot do. When we live knowing that it's nothing that he cannot do and get rid of our excuses, then we'll give him an opportunity to be able to move freely in and through our lives, successfully, effectively. So serious about it. Many people just, you know, we want to shine, but we don't want to go through the process, you know, to keep him shining. Just us showing up is enough. Gotta command our bodies. You're not gonna get tired. You're not gonna complain. You're not gonna. The body can't do what we don't allow it to do. Your, your body can't run if you don't tell it to. <laughs> Gotta command our body to bless the Lord. Especially when we, how can we even say it when we don't feel like How can we not feel like it? How can we not feel like praying? And we feel like doing more things with ourselves regarding our natural man and then our spiritual man, then that's not good. Hallelujah. You know, some words can be said, oh, you got to pay this amount to do this, but God already worked it out. I'm not thinking about any of that. Sometimes people can have you to have so many thoughts in your mind, try to strategize on how you're going to get this done, when you're gonna, and it causes so much frustration and burdens. No, free yourself from that. God already worked it out. See, when you have a not caring attitude for the cares that you're not supposed to care for, people don't know how to handle that. You don't care? Don't care. Because he already worked it out. But the care that he said care, for he cared for us, is emotional care. You understand? Passionate caring. Fruitful caring. I care about you so much, I'm going to talk myself out of, command myself not to, stir myself that I won't do anything that won't bless the Lord. 
I wish I would counsel doing anything in ministry to go and do something personally that I feel my body want to do naturally. Now, we all know what that's like. But guess what? When we're doing it, it don't even feel right. It might even go out right because God with us and seeing that that's not right. Because he know that we've been made right. So why are we not acting like it? By acting righteous. We don't have enough gas. Well, you already saying that already. So guess what? You're not going to have any. So change the words up. I change the words up. Well, you don't understand. You don't have any little kids. And guess what? I've been there, done that with more than you have 12 times, 13. It was one time I'm in there with 40 kids. And I made infants straight out the womb six months to 12 years. Don't tell me what he cannot do. And make it there every time at the same time, which is on time. And these kids wasn't even mine. But I was with them more than they was with their own parents. So don't tell me what he cannot do. It's what are we willing to do? What are we willing to sacrifice? To release him through us as a vessel. That's how people receive change. When we keep showing up. It's clearly seen when we show up for us. Because we start complaining. We want things to go our way. We want to get leads. And we want to be in spotlight. And we want the mic all the time. We want the camera all the time. When we're in it for him, there's a difference. You can see the care. You can see the passion. Yes, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 So I quickly got on here because he already worked it out. We don't have to become frustrated or agitated or trying to strategize without even just looking at him. God, he going to provide answers beforehand. Like he told me, look at the clock. I looked down and said, you heard me say, thank you, God. Give me, you know, an hour and a half to do, you know, something that don't take that long. But just give me enough time so I won't have to rush while I'm doing it. Come on, somebody. What can he not do? Burden light, yoke easy. We making it so hard. How can it look like our walk with God is so hard and people that's walking in life without God? Many of us look so tired and so humble and so upset and all these things. It's good to be revived, but revival comes from someone who needs to receive, you know, awareness again. Confidence again. Using their faith again. Being recharged, being refreshed again. Coming to life again because you were dead. How many times we going to be dead within our walk and we have to be revived? No, the revival is for others to encounter him because we have been revived. If I keep being revived, then how can I bring forth revival to somebody else? And now to keep working on my mouth, then how can I have a voice of triumph regarding anybody else? 
Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. He already worked it out. God will send the same people who said that you can't to come back and say that you can. God will use the same people who said that you won't, you would never, to say, what can I do to help you? Because they know you are doing it. Someone say you cannot do, they don't want you to do, you don't deserve, you're not worth, to begin to show you your worth. But we just gotta hang in there. There's a process to every blessing. There's a process to increase. There's a process to a life of abundance. And it's nothing but the teachings from God to show us how to respond originally by knowing where we are, where we come from, knowing who we are and where we come from. How many of us are going to homegoing services from people who died from what Christ had bore on the cross? And we all declare, even in church, when he died, we died. When he got up, we got up. So why are we still going home? Why are we thinking about raising the dead and they still being buried? Why am I thinking about God blessing me? No, God, show me the way. Show me what I think I, you know what I'm missing. And for many of us, it's a lack of confidence as being a vessel. Because if we had enough confidence, we would do these things. People would get up out these coffins. But we look at it like, you know, you're just going to be another one buried. You go home be with the Lord. And we try to make the best of the situation because guess what? It do work out for everybody good. They've gone home. But the thing about it is they don't have to. They don't have to. If he say we do what he done, then how come we don't do? Yeah, we can, you know, shout, we can scream, we can praise, we can fast, we can believe. But what about when it comes to releasing him to release the miracles, signs, and wonders that are following? It says that Christ healed them all. So why did four leave sick? Why did two leave out the way they came in? Why are we watching it happen? So I said, Father... Help me build up the confidence within me to do these things and not tell myself that I cannot do it because it's not me who do anything. If I believe you fully persuaded to know that it's you who doing it, then I go ahead and do what you said, that you know that you said, that you know that you can do because you said it and you've done it. So here's my chance for you to be seen and heard in this generation. The angels are here to release just looking for someone who have confidence in their faith. Because somehow we keep thinking that we're doing it and it's him. We keep thinking that we're doing it and it's him. It's him. We can march around. 
We can meet up and talk and meet up and pray and have sessions like we do, which is so good. But what about the things that Jesus done? If we don't do that, then how can we do greater? Have you ever heard of anybody else walking on water without lying about it? One man lied about it, walking on glass and fell through the pool and drowned. Like literally seeing lepers be clean. People having scales that's just falling off. Seeing demons exit out the room. That's inside of people. Seeing wheelchairs being thrown in the trash. I mean, right in our face. Not two days later. Not when you go back to the doctor. The report going to be good. And we're going to be leaving until you go to the next appointment. No, how about right now? Why are we so afraid to be different? And I'm not talking about sanctified different. I mean filled with Holy Spirit different. To go and let Holy Spirit do what is inside to release in us for it to come to pass. If people who don't believe in our God begin to see the miracles of our God, they're going to believe and follow our God, just like Abigail did. Because guess what? When Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, and Abigail are giving them the opposite names, Shadrach, Mishael, and Abednego, when they were walking into, you know, their execution, they just like, if God don't spare us, to, you know, from this, then he just chose not to. They don't mean he can't. We going home anyway. We going out, you know, it's a win-win situation. But we're not going to bow down. Now they're walking towards this tomb. They open the tomb up. They got guards by it. People watching. Expecting them not to come out. When they do, they're going to be cremated. They're going to be in there screaming like everybody else who's been in there. And here it comes there. There's probably already residue from other people's ashes in there. And while they're in there, Christ appeared. See what happened when we be bold? There's healing connected to boldness. Because everybody that was there received healing because they just received a fresh revelation. Their God is real. Our is not. And this man was from saying, kill them because they're serving their God. So now, uh-uh, serve their God. So that's a lot of healing right there. Forgive us for not serving you in the first place. Let's knock this statue down. This statue can't do what we just seen your God do. As a matter of fact, who is the fourth person in there with you? We already seen three of you. They seen Jesus. They seen Jesus in spirit. They saw in the spiritual realm. Because he wasn't here in the flesh yet. God opened up their eyes. There was a miracle for all of them. They were able to see 
son in a spiritual realm being away. So what more do God want to do through us by being bold? I start with myself. Can't keep doing this. He healed them all. I can't leave no one sick. I can't leave no one thinking they're broke. I got to know within myself I'm healed. Just in case a symptom try to creep up on me or sudden pain. No. Moping around. There goes depression. I'm not depressed. Eating just because the food there. I won't gluttony. I won't indulge. I won't overindulge. Indulgence just means having a substitute to release unto us a coat that only God can do. Don't overdo anything and put the attention and affection on that thing. Perfect example, we use alcohol a lot when we think about overindulgence. We think about, you know, wine and alcohol but beverages. But it's about anything that we feel like, okay, this gonna make me better. No, God wants you to know that He's the one, not the substance. That's what overindulgence means. To regarding any substance, it could be soda. This sort of feels so good. I got to get me a Pepsi. I got to get me a Coke. That's good to like it, but don't think that you need it. See, God don't want us to need nobody but him. And by us having him, we don't have a need. And we don't have a need. We don't have a want. Which brings me to Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I lift up every ministry. I cancel out every excuse, every complaint. And then we get together and don't really look or sound good. You know, I'm talking all around the world. For all of us. And then when it's time to, you know, for the display, it looks, you know, rubbish because we didn't show up. Or we didn't take it serious enough. It's the end of the day. We came home from work or whatever we've done. We're ready to go home and chill. I don't feel like going here to meet up with you and do this. Not today. I know it's once a week, but, you know, can we, you know, let me go next week. Next week come. Don't know what's going on. All this happened a matter of day. See Christ there when we should have been there. See Christ there already. And we're not. And he's still with us elsewhere. Where we shouldn't be. How many times we went somewhere that we know we shouldn't have went? And there goes conviction. I would never do this another day in my life. I'll never forget that happened to me. I got so drunk. I said, I should have just went home. I got so drunk. Somebody put something in my drink. They thought I was going to pass out. And they take advantage of me. But God said, no, go home. I felt it kicking in. 
I never told anyone. Because I was so embarrassed by just not going home in the first place. Because I don't want to hear you shouldn't even been there. Because I know I shouldn't have. When I get home, when I got home during that time, I had to go through a whole other process of just begging God not to take me home right now. Because whenever was put in my drink, that sucker was kicking in. It's like my flesh and my spirit was rumbling. It's about to happen. The spirit like, no, it ain't. Because I'm calling it out and it has to be. The angels over me, ministering unto me, I'm begging them to calm it down, cool it down. Should I vomit it up? Should I get in a cold shower? It's like every organ seemed like it was beginning, it was being affected by this drug. I don't know what it is, what it was. If I take one guess, I would say PCP, the liquid in my drink. I couldn't go to sleep. I was so tired, but I couldn't sleep. My mouth kept getting dry. I'm drinking so much water. Going to the bathroom countless times in a minute because of so much water from my mouth like a cotton ball. And God says, don't ever go there again. You don't have to say anything about what happened because no one's going to admit what they have done. So just leave it alone by leaving them alone. Don't ever go back again. Don't ever put yourself in that situation ever again. And the way you won't, by staying where you're supposed to be spiritually. Because that's how I can keep your feet from being moved when you stay with me. I woke up the next day. That's the, I mean, it started going down by the hours. It was like about nine hours that high was. I was like, Father, this is too long. I am miserable too long. My brain is like it's shutting down too long. My chest and, you know, my stomach and my ears were hurting. It was too long. My eyes were bothering me. It was too long. And it started going away. It suddenly it just faded. My body was going through that process of, you know, being healed from what was in it because it was trying to resist what never it, you know, it had in there before. My body don't recognize that. That's not something it never had before. So it's responding to that substance. It's trying to resist, but it's still being accepted because it's in the bloodline. You understand? It's in, it was in the bloodline vessel, in my system. I said, I started to think, should I go to the hospital and get my stomach pumped? No, because I might panic when they tell me what's in my system. You understand? And I never did put myself in that situation ever again. Hallelujah. And you go through a process of forgiving the person who did it. How can you do that? I begin to thank God so much for bringing me out of that. Sparing me. Didn't die in the earth prematurely. 
Like not like you know things that normally happen like that. That could have been immediately, immediate, excuse me, immediate overdose immediately. He spared me. It's like the person wanted to do double dose to make sure I'm unconscious. But not even aware you could have killed me. And it probably made them feel so stupid that I was able to get up and go home and not pass out. So you think you could do whatever to me. Can't put ourselves in these situations. Being around people who live in other world. The grace is on us as children of God who's not conformed but transformed. And God is with all of us. But to keep our feet from being moved, we have to distance ourselves from that type of behavior. We can't be going to parties when we know it's going to be a lot of smoking and drinking and sexual things there. And then a shootout happened, and then there go the angels trying to spare you because you, you know, you know you got purpose, and you know, because you so ain't shouldn't even been. Oh, I shouldn't have been. Or waking up in a bed with somebody when you've been saving yourself for over 12 years. Because you got so happen to get influenced to get drunk. And then you got seduced. Being somewhere we shouldn't be. Gotta really seek God because we can't be connected to people that's in the body and who live religiously. Always condemning people. So it's two ways to everything. God or Satan. Whether we're in the body or not. We're still on, you know, in the middle ground. Between two other worlds. Demonically and heavenly. Hallelujah. So know that God has already worked it out. I have to get ready to do something. Thank you, Father. Yes, I'm very relaxed. But at the same time, I'm very excited to go. Yeah. It's been times I had to walk places to get somewhere, even in the rain. I didn't care. I'm here. Some of us got all the tools we need to get there in five minutes and still show up 30 minutes late or even not show up at all. I'll never forget a gentleman approached me and every day he was so, you know, countless seeds in my life. Just, I don't care. Just take it. I'm being blessed by blessing you. And he's not even expecting, you know, things in return. He's just like, I'm just being blessed by just putting in something, my money going to something good. What you're doing is good. So here, I'd rather give it to you than give it any away to something else. I'd rather give it to you than Giorgio Gabbana. I'd rather give it to you than bread bottles. I'd rather give it to you, you understand? 
And this man said to me, and I, I wanted to cry myself. He was crying. Do you know I live in a mansion? I am top on my job. Countless accounts. I can go anywhere I want to go whenever I want to because I have the money to. But I would give you all of this to exchange for your boldness for God like that. You're not ashamed to help people boldly like that. I don't think I can ever do that. Everything you're saying is true. I know God. I know the word. I go to church. But to actually be outside of it and do it like that, I don't think I can do that. And yet I have all these things. Now I'm not prejudging you, woman of God. I know you have a job. You're on your way to work every day, or you know, right here in this spot. But you must live in this community because I see you traveling to even make it to this station or to make it to this location to do what you do every day. So you live around this community, don't you? Yes. I'm not prejudging you. I'm just saying, if you see where I live and I see the neighborhood you live and your praise is bigger than mine, that don't make no sense. He said, you put me to shame. Now, it's not shame to condemn myself, but it had me to wake up. Because I should be praising. I should be giving thanks right along with you. And yet I'm sitting here watching you. always stuck with me. And being a woman, why God have you right now just doing things of him, you connect with people, but for the most part, you just out and about, you know, alone naturally. That's a whole nother covering because you cannot be distracted. And I started asking God, like I was saying earlier, why does, and this is not the case. No, this man is very respectful. And I thank God for that. But he had a thought like, I would love to have a woman like you. No, have a woman like God. <laughs> but I get what you saying. He never said, I want you, no, like you. And I thank God for him not looking at me like that. Because it wasn't like that. He saw God and not see something for himself. And I started asking God, how come we all be in ministry, us men and us women, that women be turned on to the men and way out in ministry, you know, trying to find ways to seduce them or think that's their husbands? Or, and how come the men think the same thing when we're out in ministry and we went and we're talking in ministry unto them? Why they got to look at us as the first thing as you're beautiful, you're powerful, you, you know, you can be my wife. Why is that, God? And God said, because you help them feel better about themselves. 
They have a connection to you. They're not aware how they're connected to you because in a world way, they think that a connection is always based about something sexual. Sexual, physical intimacy. But my way, say of God, is spiritual intimacy. So they're experiencing the intimacy but looking at it in a fleshly way because they never encountered spiritual intimacy. So all they receiving is, you know, that you're helping them feel better. You're helping them feel better about themselves. You're helping them to feel confident about themselves. So they want you around. Some don't even know why they want you around. Some try to assume why you're around. And that goes for men and women in ministry. They wait for me to come to Kakamega right now. But I said to God, I will never go again alone. And God said, did you ask me that? No, I didn't ask you. Wherever you sit me, I go. <laughs> because the last time I was there, it wasn't a good experience. Some see, oh, by yourself and beautiful, what can I do? No, not here for that. And I have to keep saying that it's not a good, you know, place to be. Same go for the bed. So as you see a nice brother, you know, nice looking brother in Christ step up in the building, what someone say? Oh, a new man in the house. Oh, look how he prays. Look what he, okay. Maybe that's my man of God. He's sitting in here. Yeah. See, first thought got to be for us. It should be thanking God that they came in the house. So they connect with us to go get more. We got to stop thinking about ourselves so much. Stop thinking because of the things we got, we can have whoever we want. I got these connections, I got this, you know, money from this, and I do this, I got this, I can get whoever I want. No, you can't. That's why you don't. <laughs> you understand, go for any of us. And why do you even have that attitude when we know? Back to the purpose of this message. God, you're so funny. You're putting a rabbit out of a hat. I don't even know what that, what does that mean? <laughs> a rabbit out of a hat. God said, Google it. Oh, God. And what is that? Okay, all right. He stay focused. Okay. You know, he already worked it out. This is definitely my time. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He already have worked it out. I love you.